0: Chapter fifty five of the History of Philosophy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. History of Philosophy by William Turner. Chapter fifty five. Cartesianism. Toward the end of the seventeenth century, almost every French writer of note evinced a more or less decided tendency towards Cartesianism. Bousset, 1627-1704, and Fenelon, 1651-1715, presented the traditional religious philosophy of St. Thomas and St. Augustine in a form which bears unmistakable marks of the influence of Descartes' teachings. Among the Port Royalists, Cartesianism found ardent defenders and Arnault, 1612 to 1694, and Nicole, 1625 to 1695. Pascal, too, while he no doubt included Cartesianism in his condemnation of all purely rational philosophy, presents in his own doctrines a development of ideas which were germinally contained in the philosophy of Descartes. Finally, Gulinck's M. L. and Branche gave to Descartes' philosophy a more complete and definite form and brought to light the elements of occasionalism and ontologism latent in it. Blaise Pascal, 1623 to 1662, was born at Clermont in Auvergne and was educated at Paris. He became one of the most conspicuous figures of the Jansenist movement and contributed to the literature The Jansenist Controversy and famous Provincial Letters, Lettres Provinciales. He made several important discoveries in mathematics and physics, and it was a treatise of his that formed the basis of the Port Royal Logic, L'Art de Pensee, which appeared in 1662. The work entitled Pensee, published in 1669, consists of fragmentary reflections intended to form part of the system of a Christian philosophy. Some of these fragments are utterly skeptical in tone, while others breathe the spirit of dogmatic stoicism. And in point of fact, the fundamental thought in Pascal's mind reconciled both these extremes. For while he depreciates reason and condemns all purely rational philosophy, at the same time he exalts faith and insists that the heart has reasons of which reason itself knows nothing. From the point of view of reason and philosophy, man is an eternal enigma, truly great, yet no less truly miserable. Quote, Man knows that he is miserable. He is, therefore, miserable, since he is so. But he is very great, since he knows it. He exalts himself. I abase him. If he abases himself, I exalt him, and perpetually contradict him till he comprehends that he is an incomprehensible monster. Reason, therefore, cannot solve the mystery of man's state, nor can it discover the cause for his present condition, which is that of a king deposed. Faith alone, by means of the doctrine of original sin, answers the question which reason can merely ask, and solves the riddle of human destiny. On regeneration by the redemption of Jesus Christ is the whole fabric of morality to be based. Consequently, faith, or as Pascal commonly expresses it, feeling, sentiment, the heart, is the supreme criterion of the highest truths in the speculative order and of all moral truth. Gullingx Life Arnold Gulinx was born at Antwerp in the year 1625. After having studied and taught philosophy at Louvain, he went on to Leiden, where he joined the Calvinists. At the University of Leiden he was appointed successively lector, 1662, and Professor Extraordinary, 1665, in the Department of Philosophy. He died at Leiden in the year 1669. Doctrines Gulinks developed the ontologism of occasionalism, which were latent in the Cartesian separation of mind and matter, and in the Cartesian principle that matter is essentially inert. Ontologism Unless I know that an event happens, I am not its cause. Quadnessi quomundo fiat id non facis. Now, I am ignorant of the manner in which a sense stimulus passes into or becomes a sensation in the mind. Therefore, I do not cause the sensation. Neither does the body cause it, for the body is essentially inert, unconscious, non rational. Consequently, the sensation, and what is true of sensation is true of all knowledge, is caused by God Himself, and the body and the body stimulus being merely the occasions. Of the conscious act, occasionalism. Similarly, I have no consciousness of the manner in which my volitions effect movements of my own body or of external things. It is not I, therefore, who produce these movements, but God, who by divine decree instituto quodum decretoque divino, ordained that material things should be the occasions of effects which He alone produces. ETHICAL DOCTRINES From these speculative principles, Gulenks deduces certain ethical doctrines. He assumes that where I can do nothing, I ought not to will anything. UBINIHIL VALES nihil VALES It is my duty, therefore, to renounce the world and all worldly motives of action, to retire within myself, and cultivate in humility and patience the supreme virtue which is love of God and of reason. Amor de accuasionis. In this system of conduct, the hierarchical idea is not happiness, but duty. Malebranche. Life. Nicholas Malebranche was born at Paris in 1638. In 1660, he entered the Paris House of the Oratory, founded by St. Philip Neri. Four years later, the reunion of Descartes' Traté de l'Homme decided his philosophical vocation, and during the rest of his life he devoted himself as strenuously as his feeble health would permit to the elucidation and development of the Cartesian philosophy. He died in 1715. His most important work is Recherche de la Verité, which appeared in 1675. Malebranche begins his search for truth by an inquiry into the causes of error. The principal source of error, he finds, to be belief in the trustworthiness of the senses, for the senses were given us to serve practical needs and not for the purposes of revealing the nature of things. The external senses, in representing bodies, is colored, etc., extension being the only quality which bodies possess. Similarly, the imagination deceives us, for its impressions come through the body. There is nothing left then but to trust in our ideas as representations of reality but whence come our ideas? Not from external things, because no finite thing can produce anything, causal efficacy being the prerogative of the deity, occasionalism. Indeed, all true philosophy, Malebranche observes, must teach that there is but one cause, just as all true religion must teach that there is but one God. Now, if finite being can produce nothing, and if God is the only cause, The conclusion is obvious that it is God Himself who produces our ideas. In Him we see all things, ontologism. Nous voyons tout José en Dieu. He is the locus of our ideas. He is therefore in immediate relation with every thinking soul. What, then, one asks, has become of the soul itself. It is reduced to a mere thought. The soul always thinks, and thought is its being and its life. HISTORICAL POSITION Pascal, Gulinx, and Malebranche brought to the surface the elements of mysticism which lay hidden in Descartes' system of thought. The latter two developed also the latent ontologism and occasionalism of the Cartesian philosophy, and revealed the logical nexus between Cartesianism and Pantheism. For although Malebranche protested against the pantheism of Les Miserables Spinoza, Posterity has rightly pronounced his occasionalism to be Spinozism in the stage of arrested development, pantheism held in check by faith in Christian revelation. End of chapter 55